0: Imagine standing alone on the edge of a towering cliff, a roaring sea beneath you, waves crashing, beckoning you to leap into the unknown. Your heart pounds in your chest, a mix of terror and exhilaration. Every fiber of your being screams to go back to safety, yet something deep within whispers that this jump, this terrifying leap into the abyss, holds the key to something extraordinary. It's a jump not just into water, but into a life beyond boundaries, beyond limitations, beyond everything that's held you back. You know that all you have to do is jump and you'll make that step into a life that allows you to follow your passions and dreams no matter what they may be this is the moment of truth you can take the step that unlocks some of your deepest desires allowing you to follow your passions and live the life you've dreamed of but you just can't do it the fear of the unknown and the desire to stay on a safer path went out you convince yourself that just seeing the view was a great experience and the leap wouldn't make any real changes in your life So often this is what many of us do when faced with a moment of getting outside of our comfort zone. The voice in our head takes over and we never achieve our potential. But since we are the ones who control the voice in our heads, it doesn't have to end that way. We can change the narrative in our head. We can become the type of person that not only takes uncomfortable steps and leaps, but enjoys the discomfort these types of decisions cause. We can become the person who willingly takes uncomfortable risks to follow our passions. We can jump into the unknown. We can truly follow our passions. Welcome to Live, Love, Learn, the podcast where we explore the pathway to happiness by living life to the fullest, embracing love, and learning every day. Join me on this journey as I attempt to create a roadmap to happiness for my sons and anyone else eager to unlock their full potential. Well, if you're up to date with the podcast, you know that this came out about a week late. And while I'm not super happy about it, I'm trying to give myself some forgiveness. Last week was a tough week, getting the kids ready to go back to school, just coming off the trip home from North Carolina, kind of getting used to being back home and everything with that. So it is what it is. But if you listen to the last episode, we talked about ways to give your fears the opportunity to be heard, but not focus on them as a deterrent to following your passions. And that's certainly an important step. The next step is perhaps even more important because even if we can quiet that voice in our head, we're still going to get uncomfortable with discomfort. I personally experienced this with one of the things that I'm a bit scared of when it comes to this journey and I'll get into more detail as the episode continues, but suffice it to say that I listen to my fears and I'm still a bit intimidated to take that next step. So that's what this episode is all about. Before we get into that though, let's get into the happiness highlights. If you're a new listener to this episode and you haven't heard any other ones, we just take a little bit of time in the beginning of each podcast to reflect on the week and make sure to give some time to appreciate the positives. For me, it was spending time with my sisters. I just love being around my family, and I realize that isn't something everyone can say, sadly, but my mom, my sister, brother-in-law, and nieces are all so welcoming and fun to be around. We laugh and just enjoy each other's company and support each other when we need to. I hope everyone has at least someone in their family or friend group like that. It's so easy and refreshing to be around them and I just can't wait to be around them again, honestly. I hope you were able to have some moments this past week and if you want, take a moment to reflect and be grateful for those moments if you'd like. Well, this week we're exploring the concept of being comfortable with things that make you uncomfortable. And although you may know things that make you feel discomfort, What you may be surprised to find out, as I was while researching this show, that the areas we are most comfortable with may, in fact, be the key to finding places we should be attempting to make things less comfortable. Full disclosure for me is that these discomfort areas caused a rough several days. I basically shut down and started questioning why I'm even doing this. My negative self-talk was trying to convince me that this journey isn't real and I'm just going to be going back to the way things were. I focused on a few habits that I let slide and really tried to make myself believe that I couldn't keep this up. I know that there are a few reasons why, specifically this is the week the kids are preparing for school, and I just could feel my anxiety ramping up, and that's when self-doubt really creeps in, especially for me. So if you experience this too, do your best to forgive yourself for not being able to put all of your energy and effort into certain things when you're going through that. Our brains don't function the same when we're dealing with any issues, but anxiety and depression certainly are two of the main ones. I was also in the midst of planning an aggressive social media campaign for this podcast, and that also ramped up my self-doubt. I want to always be honest about this because I'm sure others can relate, and I don't want anyone to think that there's some ideal finished form that we take on We're always a work in progress, and taking time to understand what's happening in your life that contributes to the bad days is at least a good step to make sense of it and help you move on. Something I'm attempting to do right now, so let's check on the smart people to see some ways we can curb the influence that being uncomfortable can have. Let's look over the smart kid's shoulder and dive into the wisdom of those who've studied the art of stepping out of comfort zones. Dr. Brené Brown, a renowned researcher on courage and vulnerability, someone we've looked into previously on this podcast as well, tells us that vulnerability is not a weakness. It's our most accurate measure of courage. Stepping out of our comfort zone means being vulnerable, taking risks and embracing the unknown. So if nothing puts you out of your comfort zone, you'll never be able to measure or improve your courage. Look at this feeling of discomfort as an opportunity to see your growth and make you feel even more confident about your ability to do so. I need to frame this past week as an opportunity to improve as well so that maybe next time I face this, it will have a much smaller impact or hopefully even no impact at all. So what steps can we take to move past our fear and vulnerability? The first step is to identify your comfort zones know what areas in life you feel most comfortable and recognize where growth can happen. Is it social interactions, trying new hobbies, career challenges? It is interesting to me that we should be looking at areas we are most comfortable in order to help improve our discomfort because those are the areas that we feel good about and it means that we're not likely to be pushing the boundaries on those. And also, I think when you look at it from a different perspective, Those are also the areas that you're going to be more likely to try to be uncomfortable or have discomfort because you feel so good about that area in general. So if it's something that you feel terrible about and then you feel discomfort, you're not going to want to mess with it. But if you feel comfortable with a topic or a subject area or an activity that you do, and then you try to add a little bit of discomfort, it's logical to me that it just would be a little bit easier to do. For me, I'm comfortable doing this podcast, but it's the things like sharing and putting it out there on social media that are difficult. So I need to push myself to get out of my comfort zone with this podcast if I ever really want it or myself to grow. So think of things that you're comfortable with and find ways to push your comfort level. Second step, set gradual challenges. Like training for a marathon, start small. If you're shy around new people, Maybe begin by just smiling at a stranger or striking up small talk in an elevator. The elevator is such a great example for discomfort because I don't think I know anyone that loves being in an elevator with strangers, especially when you're by yourself. The awkwardness is palpable. The third way is to embrace failure. It's not about succeeding every time. It's about learning and growing. Failure is not a setback. It's a lesson. How many times in your life have you felt that? You failed or did poorly on something, so you feel like it's impeding you. Just like Brene Brown mentioned, without failure, you'd have no way to improve. You just have to push your comfort zones to improve. And it's just like me. I put up a few TikTok videos and I go back and look at them and I'm like, oh, these are terrible. And it makes me not want to do them. But the reality is I have to start embracing the fact that they're not as good as I want them to be and find ways to make them better. The next way is to seek support. Always so important in just about any facet of our lives. Friends, family, Even professional coaches can provide encouragement and accountability. Sometimes we just need that little push. This is where my family is such a huge asset, and I need to leverage them as I take these steps into being maybe a little bit uncomfortable. And finally, reflect and reward. Keep track of your progress and celebrate each step, even the tiny ones. Positive reinforcement goes a long way. Be proud of yourself and celebrate even the small steps towards something you've been uncomfortable with. As I continue on this journey as much as I can, I want to try to reference research. So let's take a brief look at one fascinating study by psychologists Robert Yerkes and John Dodson, known as the Yerkes-Dodson Law. It suggests that a moderate level of discomfort can enhance performance and stimulate growth. I bring that up mostly to mention that this is not supposed to make you so uncomfortable that it causes you to have bad experiences and You need to feel some sort of discomfort, sure, but if it's paralyzing you or really affecting you in a negative way, then you should dial it back a little and make the steps even a little bit smaller. All right, so now that we have these five areas that we can focus on, we need to borrow the right tools. So we need to have some tools that we can try. So let's go ahead and borrow the right tools for each of the options that we just talked about. Let's begin with identifying your comfort zones, the tool to use for that. A self-reflection journal is good or any apps that you might find that can do that sort of thing. Um, remember as well that I created that PDF. That's a journal. So it's like the journal plus also the planner together. And you can do that self-reflection in there. If you want, I'll put the link in the description if you want to download that one for free. But how do we apply that? Well, we spend a few minutes each day, just noting our comfort zones, pinpointing areas for growth, such as social interactions, hobbies, or career challenges, or anything that we feel uncomfortable with but feel like we need to be better at. The next one is set gradual challenges. And the tool for that can be a planner as well. You can use it um, as a part of your planning throughout the day and just give yourself a, a little goal or a gradual goal to try to attack that day. So how do we apply that? Well, if you're shy around new people, set a challenge to smile at a stranger one day. And then maybe strike up a small talk the next day, or maybe a few days after that. Just gradually increase the challenge level and slowly start being more comfortable in that action. So how do we look at embracing failure? What tools can we use? Well, hey, surprise, surprise, seems to be a theme here, but a reflection journal is also a great way to do this. So write down what you tried, how it went, what went well, what didn't go well, what you learned, and embrace each failure as a lesson. What didn't go well, use that and try to build off that so you can make it go better next time. The next one, seeking support. Well, that could be any way that you communicate with a support network. So your family and friends, any way you communicate with them. Um, You could do professional coaches or other support groups on social media. Any of those ways that you can reach out and get support from people who you know will give you support. How do we apply that? Well, regularly just check in with friends and family or coaches about your progress, share your challenges, share your victories. This doesn't mean monopolizing every moment you're around with family and friends to talk about yourself and what you're doing, but just take some time to check in with them and let them know how it's going and see if they have any uh, words of wisdom or anything that can help you. And then finally reflection and reward. So again, this can be a couple different things. A journal would work. It could also be an app where you a habit tracker app, um uh, much like one of the ones that I'm using right now, which is tick tick. Um, and it's just one of those things that you can go in there. you get a digital reward system. you get little streak notifications, things like that to help you feel a little bit more rewarded, you know, it's not anything major, but just something to make you feel good about your progress. So how do you apply that? Set milestones and then corresponding rewards. So you could reflect on your progress weekly and treat yourself something nice when you uh, hit a milestone. So if you identify some milestones, like you really want to strike up a five-minute conversation with a stranger, well, work your way there. And once you get to do that part, then give yourself a really good reward. And if it's something that's really difficult for you and you think it's really going to help you to be better at it, then, you know, up the reward. So it's even more valuable for you to complete it. Well, there you have it. The tools are there for you. A lot of them are, you know, journaling and you have to kind of go in and spend just a few minutes of the day to chronicle what you've done, how it worked. And again, you know, give yourself a reward if you can, even for journaling. If you can journal five days in a row or 10 days in a row or whatever it may be that you feel is a good milestone, give yourself a little reward. Um, It works very well. I've done that a few times with some different things that I've been doing here the past several months and say, well, if I can do, you know, if I can read this many days in a row. I'm going to upgrade my Kindle, Um, you know, stuff like that. And I think it really does help you as long as it's stuff that you can do. um, Put it in there and give yourself a reward. Why not? I mean, literally, we live once. Enjoy your time as much as you can. And if getting something a little bit nicer that helps you do those things is a reward that will motivate you, then all the better. Well, here we are, the segment that... I'm beginning to really enjoy doing and putting together. Um, I hope you're enjoying it as well. It's kind of silly and cheesy and everything else, but it's that perspective from the class clown. We're just trying to take a look at it from a different perspective and make it fun. So for today's, let's look at our comfort and let's put it in the context of a theme park. You've ever thought of visiting the world's most comfortable amusement park. Well, it's comfort land, and every ride is designed to just keep you feeling snug and secure and wrapped in a blanket of familiarity. There's the stay-in-bed roller coaster. Hold tight. Actually, you know, don't even bother. That roller coaster doesn't move. It's just a giant, fluffy bed that you can snuggle up and take a nap. Exciting? Not so much. I'm sure that there's parents listening to this that might be thinking this doesn't sound so bad for an amusement park ride because taking a nap in a quiet, nice place sounds great. But remember, the goal of going to amusement park is having fun, not sitting there and doing nothing and being comfortable. It's always to just go outside your comfort zone and have some fun. How about the predictable playlist merry-go-round? Just hop on the horse, listen to the same three songs you've heard a thousand times before. You'll know all the words, but you'll also hear every creak of the ride. No excitement there, nothing different. How about the avoid new foods food court, only say foods that are fairly bland and do the job of making you feel less hungry, but no bites are amazing and exhilarating, just boring food. And while that may suffice, sometimes we always want to have that experience where we taste delicious food. It's such a great thing. And we all just probably in our minds right now, thought about food that we've just savored and for every bite. And it's like, it's such a great experience. So why would we want to go in there and just eat bland foods that we not, we're we not worried that it may not taste good or we may not like it? Sometimes you got to take that risk. And coming from somebody who was super picky when I was younger, and when I say younger, I mean all the way up until like my mid-20s, um, yeah, being safe, it's okay. But man, it's so much better to be a little bit more adventurous and taste some amazing things. And finally, how about the socially safe Ferris wheel? It's just you on the ride. You don't have to meet anyone. You put yourself out there, you don't really do anything besides just sitting on the ride and waiting for it to end, robbing yourself of any opportunity to meet new people, learning new things, or gaining new perspectives. Again, all comfortable, but that's not the goal of an amusement park. So what if we spice things up a bit at this amusement park? What if we, we made it uncomfort land, or how about discomfort land? What would that look like? Well, what about the say hello to a stranger ride? Every ride you sit next to someone different that shares a new and fascinating story. That sounds like a lot more fun than not talking to anybody, right? How about the try a new hobby haunted house? Walk through the rooms filled with painting, dancing, cooking, and more, and just try whatever you want and just enjoy it. Have fun. Who cares if you're not good at it? Who cares if you're terrible at dancing? Just try it and have fun. And you never know. Sometimes we don't try things, and there might be some hidden talent there, and we may really enjoy it. So t- try a new hobby. Why not? And how about the career challenge climbing wall? Scale new heights in your profession Maybe it's speaking at a conference, just take that one extra step and get a little bit higher on the climbing wall, leading a project, just a little bit higher, getting a certification, just a little bit higher until you get to the pinnacle of where you wanna be in your career path. These are all ways that you can get outside of your comfort zone, try new things and experience things that are gonna be much more fulfilling, much more satisfied and contribute to your overall happiness much more than that safe, boring, comfortable theme park. So if you're stuck in comfort land, take a chance, spend some time in discomfort land and see how much you can turn that discomfort into something you enjoy. Baby steps. It means setting small reasonable goals for yourself one day at a time. Baby steps for this week is one of the easier things you can do. Take something you're good at and enjoy. Like my wife, for example, who's great at getting discounts and shopping. Thrifting is her cardio. She even has a t-shirt that proves it. At least it says so. So if you have something like that you're really good at and you're comfortable with, take a moment to think of a way you could take that thing that you're comfortable with and good at to the next level. Chances are it's going to be something that makes you a little uncomfortable or you probably would already be doing it just identify something that you could do to improve something you're good at and enjoy. If it doesn't make you uncomfortable, then just start doing it and you're already going to be improving. And if it does, you're now ready to strategically focus on that thing. You can take time to minimize it and minimize that discomfort with some of the tactics we talked about today, if you choose and who knows, maybe you can take that thing that you love to a new height that you hadn't even thought of. And now it's time for Bill Murray. All I have to do Just take one little step at a time, and I can do anything. Mm. All right, last week was certainly not the greatest of weeks, as I've referenced, but we traveled back from North Carolina, and then this week I got derailed with the kids going back to school, as I mentioned. But I did spend some time planning for social media, so my action item for this week is to work on being more comfortable with putting myself out there on social media so I can take the next step in my journey. So hopefully I'll have some TikTok videos going up soon as I work on minimizing that discomfort. Take a moment to think of things that you could try this week if you'd like to, you know, do things that maybe make you a little bit uncomfortable and maybe by doing so make them more comfortable and help you achieve things that you never thought you could. Well, that does it for this week. Sending positive vibes your way and hopefully we can all focus on living, loving, learning, getting a little more comfortable being uncomfortable this week. See you next time. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to reach out to the show, email me at live, love, learn, the podcast at gmail.com. I still have one more coffee mug. Still waiting on that third listener email. It's up for grabs. And hey, if you email, it's yours. Free mug. I mean, it's just sitting in my office waiting to be sent. So drop me an email and get the mug sent your way. Don't forget, I have a free PDF download. As I mentioned, the journal planner combo that I call the journer. Again, don't hate me for what I call it. It's just what it is, but the link's in the description. Helps you focus on happiness highlights, helps with concepts like time blocking, gives nice little half hour time segments for most of the day, helps you track your happiness and tasks and habits to focus on. So listen, it's free and if it helps you, awesome. It's helped me. I've used it, I would say about over half the day since I made it and every day that I use it, is a far better day. So I'm just trying to use it as many days as I can so that I can continue to make those days better. And if you do download it and you take a peek at it, email me and just uh, you know let me know what you think. I'd love to hear feedback on that as well so I can make it better for myself and for anyone else who wants it. But thanks again. And whether you email or not, or try the journal or not, I'm just happy that you're listening. I hope you have a good day. All right, book club people. I fell off a bit this week with dispatches from Pluto. I'm not going to lie. It's been a rough week and reading was one of the habits that went by the wayside for me this week. But I'm going to get back into reading today if I can and certainly this week. And next week, I should be ready to start a new book that I'll put on the Fable app. So I hope you have a book that you're reading regularly, um, as there are numerous studies that show regular reading helps mental health and cognitive function. So if you're not reading, try to read something that you enjoy And just try to continually read as much as you can throughout the week. If you need to work on your habit forming in order to do that, just check out the habit forming episodes from earlier on in this podcast. They helped me a lot. Um, And again, you know, Atomic Habits is a great book to reference, but you know, those podcasts are about 10 to 15 minutes each. So in a pretty short period of time, you can have some good tips and some good things to try if you want to add some habits. So enjoy reading whatever you're reading, and we'll see you next week for the next book reveal. Have an amazing week.